The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, March 6th, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Arruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, Brittany Garcia. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited that we're back. I've been waiting forever. I hate the hiatuses, but we're back. And it's time to talk some Captain Swan and Rumbell hating. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be a great second half, guys. I'm excited to be back. And Katie. Hey, guys. I am so excited to be back, too. It feels like we've been gone for forever. And now we're finally back. And it looks like it's going to be a great second half of the season. So I am super psyched. Awesome. I am excited as well, so let's get into it. Let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 11, which was titled Tougher Than the Rest and aired March 5th, 2017. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. With Snow still asleep in Storybrooke, David and Hook race to stop Gideon before he can confront Emma. Gideon makes a startling confession to Belle and Gold about his whereabouts while he was missing. Meanwhile, Regina struggles with the realization that everyone, perhaps even Robin, is better off in the alternate world where the evil queen was defeated. And when Emma inspires a familiar face to help her and Regina return home, she discovers the power to change her fate. Burm, 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 burm. All right, so I've got to get everyone's initial reaction to this mid-season premiere, and uh, we'll start off with Katie. Okay, well, first of all, I really, really liked it. <gasps> I, No way, guys. Shocker. <laughs> oh my gosh, I fell off the chair. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I I think I even I liked it even better than the mid-season finale <gasps> episode before this. Um, it was just, it was great. We got to see some old characters return, and we got to see some really... We got to see characters that we've 
we have known for a long time kind of be in a different role, which is a lot of fun. I felt like they um, amped up Robin's character more, which is really exciting and it makes me happy. Um, they got, you know, they kind of resolved the wish round thing well. And they just had a lot of really great moments for each of the individual couples on the show and really set up what this next half is going to be like. And I'm really excited. I just thought it was a really great opener and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. You can knock me over with a feather. Katie liked it. Brittany, (laughs) are you on the Katie train or are you on your own separate train going to hell? Wow. Wow. I know, right? You could have said Underworld, you know, but damn, like right in there. All right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, all I got to say is choo-choo, motherfuckers. I am on the Katie train. I am you wouldn't her. curse on the Katie train, I'm just saying. Right, Katie? Uh, I'm probably not. But okay. <laughs> as long as I'm not doing it towards somebody or saying it towards somebody, I'm like emphasizing on how much I really really like this premiere guys i mean i was i was second guessing myself because i was like it's been about like a month and a half since we've seen the last episode and i'm like maybe i was just so excited to have it back that it overshadowed anything i didn't like but no honestly i said it's been almost like two and a half months yeah there you go why do i always get the time well whatever either you're bad with uh calendars I am, and I do know that uh, Once Upon a Time does take the longest hiatus ever, uh, from aside from the shows, the other shows that I watch on another network, so it was a long time, but I, I, I sat down, I had my stuff to eat, you know, because you gotta eat something good when you're watching something good, it just goes hand in hand, there is no other other thing that you can do, um, <laughs> and I just, I just absolutely enjoyed it, and I had a lot of worries coming into this the second half with a, a lot of the spoilers and hints coming around but um like Katie was saying I think this episode set up for what we can um for what's going to be re- what's to come basically and it looks really good I was really worried but I think I think I, I, I'm totally on board and I found myself laughing out loud it, while watching this like I mean sometimes I chuckle or I giggle but I was like lol literally and it was just it was so good and it just felt so good to be back were you eating some froyo i was not eating froyo that night i was eating a regular ice cream okay not bad what flavor i'm curious and maybe someone else listening is too (laughs) it was um an ice cream slush they have those at sonic it's like a slushy mixed with ice cream and it was the first time I had one, and it was quite good. I got blue raspberry because that's my oh, favorite. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. So it was, it was good. It was really good, and it's hot down here in Texas. So for me, it was just like perfect. Yeah. Shout out to Sonic. All right, uh, I am on the choo choo train with Katie and Brittany because I too. Yay! was a little bit nervous of like the premiere and I was like I hope that it's fantastic and that it's awesome and then it sets up the rest of the season and when I saw it I was 100% satisfied I thought it was a really great really strong episode I thought uh, you know they just 
did a great job with the Wish Realm, and even though we didn't see present-day Storybrooke as much, they like put in little scenes here and there um, at the right moments to show us what was going on in Storybrooke, which uh, was really nice to see. But before we get into a thorough recap of the of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Alright, a quick shout out to the opening title card which featured an enchanted tree from the Wish Realm from the Wish Realm in the forest. So, uh, let's discuss the single solitary flashback that we got first, because that was first. So, we travel back in time to 1990, Minnesota, and young child girl, Emma, she's run away from a group home, she's living out on the streets, she's in some alley burning a, a story book not from storybrook um you know to to uh, make sure that she has some fire because it's cold outside and um a teenage boy approaches her and stops emma from tearing the pages and uh, he shows her a story from the book the ugly duckling and uh, basically you know she's like yeah i know that story you know uh she the, the the duck was always a swan and this out of the other but uh, the boy is like no like the point of the story is that the the duck believes so much in uh, itself that uh, it it magically turned into a swan and um, basically you know he, he convinces her with the story that uh she should come with him to basically you know to to see that good things are going to come her way if she gets out of the streets and um you know basically gives it another go at uh, the foster system and so emma agrees to return with him and uh when she's there at, uh, I'm going to assume it's an adoption agency type of thing. She's asked what her name is. And Emma says, my name is Emma. Emma, 
Swan. Burm, 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 burm. So, we finally got the answer that I think Adam and Eddie are probably so tired of being asked in hot seat type of interviews. When are you finally going to learn where Emma got the last name Swan? So we finally got that. And I'm not going to lie, I love that it was like in a little opening flashback type of thing versus like an entire episode flashback, you know? I feel like that would have been a huge waste of like a flashback episode to just show why Emma picked Emma Swan, like, you know, as opposed to like a short little scene in the beginning. I thought they did a great job with that. What did everyone think? Did you all realize who that boy was from out the gate? Because I'm not going to lie, I did. <laughs> and uh, just your thoughts overall on um, the short flashback in the beginning showing us how Emma became Emma Swan. Well, as far as who the character was guessing, um, I had I, I watched the episode later than everyone else, and I had already seen someone say who it was, so I wasn't surprised. Katie, spoilers. I, I was I was upset. Was I'm it Brittany? Upset. Brittany told you, right? Yes, Brittany, of course. Brittany. <laughs> she ruins every show. It was not Brittany. Brittany can be let off the hook for this one. <laughs> but, um, no. Uh, I probably would have guessed it just because his story coincides with young Emma's a lot and it makes the most sense but I loved this this uh, kind of flashback and I do appreciate that it was an entire it was not an entire episode um I feel like this was a good way to do it to keep it fresh and to keep it short and to the point and get the idea across and it fit really well in with this episode um and it's something that i've wanted to know for a while you know they kind of said way back in the early days that they, i think it maybe it was jennifer morrison who had speculated that maybe it was from a family that she had stayed with for a long time but and then it, not, it ended up not being that way and i really appreciated that they did it this way instead and made it about the ugly duckling story because Swan is so associated with that story, and I appreciate that they brought in that fairy tale. So she kind of has her own little, even though she's an original character, she has her own little connections to the fairy tale world within her own name, which is really cool. I, I like how they related that back to the Ugly Duckling story, because it, it mimics her her life from child, from infancy, really, to where she is now in the series, which is cool. So, I mean, I always love seeing baby Emma. Um, she's my favorite character, so, of course, I'm going to love it. But uh, I, I really did like this beginning scene, and I'm glad that we got it. Brit, Brit? I have to agree. I think that we needed some kind of little mini flashback for this, um, because, I, I, I mean... Of course, we knew that Emma's last name wasn't really, like, Swan. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody with that actual last name, but either way... Uh, Miss Swan from Mad TV? Oh, I don't know who that is, so there you go. <laughs> you need to look up uh, Miss Swan. He looked like a man. Uh, okay, well, even if that That's name is... That's what she used is, to say. <laughs> even if that name is legit, um, I'm pretty sure we were aware in the, in the show that... It wasn't the name that she always had, obviously, but we needed to know where it came from and why it's so important. And I really like that they had 
Emma kind of already established herself even as a as a young girl that she saw the book in a different way or the story I'm sorry the moral of the story differently and I really like that she kind of takes pride in that um because Emma comes from a broken you know tragic past but that doesn't mean that she's necessarily broken if you guys get what I'm saying, like maybe she was, yeah. she was afraid. She had like trust issues and and stuff like that because she's never really fit into a home. But she always knew she was worthy of having of of someone loving her because mm-hmm. she already loved herself. So that's 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 the what I got from that um, from those flashbacks. And I knew it was August because otherwise it's really creepy in a family show that this guy just came. Oh after her. my gosh! So yeah, I, I yeah. Knew, I knew it was August, and I'm like, nobody knows that much about the the story. The fairy tales, yeah. Then someone that's connected, that we're connected to already, that we know. And I had a feeling that even though August, um, uh, I think August, I, I always get, I always com- get confused. Bellfire is the one that abandoned her, right? And August was trying to find her. Is no, that, uh, August is the one that that abandoned uh, abandoned her. her. I mean, they both abandoned her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, it's coming back. But he didn't, like, really, really abandon her, I guess, until he was more of an adult. Yeah. In a sense, as as in, like, not check in on her. Yeah, and here he said, you know, that I've been keeping an eye on you. And I'm like, well, could you keep an eye on her in a house or something? Could you, you know, are you living somewhere? Let her live there. But either way, that means that he's been watching her. Um... And it was a it, it was a good choice of a story. I thought it fit well. It was good, and I liked that it helped Emma like come up with something for herself. And now we know where her name comes from. Great yeah. um, backstory for the episode. Um, a little bit different from what we've been getting the past few seasons, but I liked it. It was nice because um, I think the premiere we really wanted to know what was going on in the present a lot more than the past. So this was just a nice little like. Oh, that's adorable, and then oh, that fits into this into the present story because of this. So I like that. It was just well crafted episode, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what they were trying to do with August was, I, I guess if you didn't realize that it was August, like it could have looked like someone that maybe either worked for, or volunteered for, or maybe like child protective services or something like that, and. There are people that do go out into the streets and, and try to convince either the homeless or homeless teens to like go to a shelter or something like that. So I guess that's what they were trying to do, but it was just a little bit too obvious that he was August. Now, I do have the million-dollar question. Now, let's pretend, as the Wish Realm did, that Emma had never separated from Snow White and Prince Charming. What would her last name have been? Huh. Yeah, because we don't... I mean, I'll... Yeah. Because Charming isn't his last name. name. Charming is just a nickname that Snow gave her. So what was his real name? Or last name? Real last name? Well, in Storybrooke, it's Nolan. But that's in Storybrooke. And then that's Mary Margaret. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what his last name is in Fairytale Inn. They never say it, really? It's David Ruth. No. Ah. Wow, they just refer okay. to them as the Charmings. That's that's true. So then it would just be Emma Charming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emma Charming. 
because we don't even know King George's last name. It's just King George. It's not like King George yeah, Smith. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what's mm -hmm. Henry's last name? <laughs> no, it's Henry Mills. Huh? Oh, Henry Mills? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he goes for that? Oh, okay. I was like, Henry Swan sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't oh, know. Well. Nobody knows. How do we know only Regina's last name, but we don't know anyone else's? Pretty much. We no, what's um? Last name. No, we know Granny's because she's the widow Lucas. We don't know her first name. Okay, that's right. She's something Lucas, Granny Lucas. Granny <laughs> 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 I don't know how I feel about being in season six and not knowing these people's last names. <laughs> she grew up with the name Granny. At the end of the show, they'll just give us all their last names. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It, for the fans of Glee, they didn't find out what grade the characters were in until like the third season. So. Oh my gosh. Well, this will be exciting. Exactly. We'll get <laughs> a full flashback episode with everyone's names. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay, let's get into the present day. And let's start off... Uh, in Storybrooke, and then we'll get into the Wish Realm in a moment. And let's start off in Storybrooke with probably, like, the biggest exposition bombshell that the episode had, and that picks up exactly where we left off in Gold's shop. So there we have Gideon. He is the hooded figure. He basically has told them, hi mom, hi dad, I'm back, and I'm older. And so he explains that he was whisked away by the Black Fairy to this dark realm, and time works differently there, and the Black Fairy was trying to basically lure him to the dark side but mummy i thought of you and i thought of the wonderful things you told me and all the goodness in your heart and i fought it off and you know i am good i will always be good because of you mother and uh, bell is all happy but they're like so you want to kill the savior though and he's like yes i will kill the savior because i want to absorb her Savior powers because I need to become a savior because I am going to save everyone from the dark realm of the Black Fairy. I will defeat the Black Fairy by becoming the savior, but I have to kill Emma first to absorb her powers. So, what do we think of this? <laughs> because we got a lot of information from Gideon in his uh, short scene with his parents. Before he, uh, he pooped away in a puff of uh, auburn smoke. We did get a lot of information. And it's really intriguing information. We got some flashes, too, to uh, his time with the Black Fairy. And it looks like he did it not fun. have a good time with her. Oh, yeah, it didn't. It looks pretty bad. Uh, Brittany liked it. Or like a tragic character with a tragic past. Yeah. He's pretty he's pretty intense, man. He's so mm -hmm. emo. <laughs> yep. It's great. From what that, I, that's what I that's what I noticed too, because he said he's twenty eight years old and I'm like, but you're acting like a teenager. So I feel like he really didn't grow. 
I know, uh, right? In that in that realm, well, like you know, the mentality of a teenager is not the best thing to to have because obviously he doesn't understand. He obviously didn't understand what his mom was telling him when he was younger. I mean, he wants. To well, kill he was somebody. only in the belly for like a month and a half. I'm just saying. So but well, yeah, I know. But then why is he claiming that he understood what she was saying? Because he doesn't. Because Belle is probably she's like on par with Snow White as like one of the most pure people. And um, Granny. Or, or pure characters, I'm sorry. Granny's hardcore, dude. I, don't I know, know she really <laughs> is. She's hardcore with her, with her crossbow. She, she really is. <laughs> cray cray. Uh, She's cray the cray. toughest she, chick she on the block. <laughs> she has. So, she has. That, so, yeah. So, see, my first impression of getting is I know I'm not going to like <laughs> Wait, that. I just heard you said she's seen some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think she has a crossbow? <laughs> yeah, she has. She's, oh yeah, she was so, a so yeah, tough we, childhood. So yeah, we got a lot of information, but from what I've gotten so far from Gideon is that I know, at, I'm sure as so hell I'm not going to like him because he feels like a teenage version of Rumple, and I don't mm -hmm. like it. He seems he seems so much like his dad now that I don't know how we're going to save him or redeem him. Um, but I'm interested in what he was saying, though. Not that I want him to kill Emma, obviously, but... Um, mm -hmm. That means that we're gonna have to go and save that realm, obviously, because I don't think Gideon's gonna be the one to do it, um, unless we convince him and we work together. But that's like, you know, later on. But um, I, I love how you're saying we as if we're inside of the show. I, that yeah. I feel a part we, of I, the I, cast. I, I meant that as our main crew. You know, we because we're, we're yes. on their side. We're almost we always are. on their side. So yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Like this. I just was like, oh, this is cool. But then I'm like, when he started talking, I was like, nope, 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 Gideon, nope, nope. <laughs> just, just a big nope. But we were wondering, right, like why he's here, who he is and stuff. And we got like all of those answers in like a minute or two of him talking to his parents. So it was interesting. It was. But, it was really interesting. But Yeah, but I like him. I, I like him because... I mean, I don't like his character, obviously, you're not supposed to, but, like, I, I mean, I th it's probably because I've, his actor, Giles Matthew, is great. He's, I love him. He's, he's great. So, like, I've been seeing him tweet and all this stuff while the hiatus is going on and seeing him film and all that, and he, he's great. He's, like, the opposite of Gideon, and it's awesome. But he makes me love his character just because his character is so emotional, and he, like, laughs about how emo and Kylo Renish his character is, um, which is great. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to see to see where they go with this character. Um, I personally want them to de-age them, so Belle has a chance to raise a baby like she's wanted. I um, know, uh, they take her yeah. baby in every show she's in. I know, it's so sad. Just give her a chance. <laughs> so, I guess we'll see where it goes, but uh, I think he's a... It's a very... It's very interesting bringing him in, because not only do we get him, but we also get the Black Fairy as well, which yep. is really interesting. Yeah. So... I just mean my first impression of him is not that great right now. Yeah, yeah. And then, exactly. and then you know, for the for for this episode in in its entirety, 
Uh, there's not mm-hmm. one thing he did that make me go like, man, I'm going to go for you. Instead, mm-hmm. I, I want to see how it unfolds. But to me, what I got from it is it seems more like it's to redeem Rumpel than it is for Gideon's own personal journey. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and to a point it is. Yeah. So <laughs> I, they're, I, repeating, they're repeating this horrible father-son cycle they mm-hmm. have in that family. And it's kind of focused on Rumpel at this point like is he going to continue to be a horrible father like his father was to him uh, or is he going to redeem himself or you know what the heck's going to happen Yeah. Yeah. can I throw a conspiracy theory out there Ooh, oh God. conspiracy theory I know right are we certain that we should 100% believe Gideon like should we believe him that oh, you know, I need to kill the savior because I'm going to absorb her powers, even though we've never really heard of this before. Um, And then I will go and be the savior of this dark, twisted uh, realm with the Black Fairy. Who's to say that the Black Fairy didn't tell him to say everything that he said because uh, she knew that, let's say, Belle would believe him, but in reality, he did succumb to the darkness kylo ren style and he's there to wreak havoc hmm. that's a good question the impression the impression i got from gideon aside from that i don't like him is that he looked like aside also with wearing the robes and stuff he looked like he just came back from a cult like, he believes every yeah. word of what he's saying. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Black Fairy has him totally warped. But also oh, yeah. because but also because he he truly believes that he's following his mother's example, the little that he remembers, um, which, mm-hmm. I, which I can, you know, I'll, I'll, maybe he's interpreting it wrong, but it's still a sign of, even though he went through all that torture, that something that is light, like, you know, Belle represents the light in his darkness. So that's what kept him... Like, oh, I'm going to be a hero. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Black Fairy was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be a hero. Go do this. Go do that. And he's like, yes, yes, I'm going to be a hero. I need to I need to do this. That's why he believes in it so much, even though he mm-hmm. has to kill someone, if you get what I'm saying. Like, the yeah. Black Fairy has him totally warped with that. She, yeah, I, I really do agree with that. She, at least from what the cast described her as, she's, like, the biggest bad this show's ever had, apparently. Mm. So I feel like she is very manipulative and yep. will have manipulated him specifically and specifically because he has ties to her son who she obviously hates so much um, <laughs> <laughs> and so she's using that to her advantage yep. <laughs> and uh it's very interesting i'm 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 really interested to see what's going to happen from here yeah, um, they certainly set it up in an interesting way, and, and it's going to be kind of neat to see how this plays mm-hmm. out. So let's continuing on sort of with this Gideon storyline in uh, Storybrooke. We are treated to a couple of uh, different scenes that are all sort of a part of, of what's going on in Storybrooke. We have uh, like a really great Captain Charming scene where basically... David has decided not to wake up snow. He's going to like power through it because he needs to find out who this mysterious hooded figure is that uh, transformed uh, the evil queen side of Regina into a serpent and uh, is there to kill his daughter. 
And so even though uh, Hook was basically like, hey, you know, you need to take a chill pill, but basically uh, they had sort of like a little uh, bromance and, and uh, Charming was like, no, come on, you know, I, we need to find, you know, we need to find out, we need to, you know, see what's going on, we need to find him and stop him and all this kind of stuff. And so elsewhere in Storybrooke, uh, Gideon is found by his father, and uh, basically the whole point of their conversation is uh, Rumple, I guess, is trying to like figure out how far Gideon is ready to go. Because he's like, so, you know, your plan is you're going to kill the savior, and then Gideon's like, what, you're going to help me, and all this kind of stuff, and, and uh, or, or are you here to stop me? And um, Gold is like sort of... Uh, badgering him with questions like well how are you going to do it you know do you do you think you can you know are you powerful enough and uh um he's like you know the truth is you know you don't want anything with the savior you know you're mad at me and all this kind of stuff and you want to take out your anger on me well then hit me and we see Gideon sort of like ball up his fist and his fist you know starts glowing with magic and uh he doesn't do anything, and Gold is basically like, oh, you know, you see, you can't even hit me, the person that you're really angry with, and you think you're going to take out the savior, and then Gideon poofs away. And then we see Captain Charming back at the loft, and Belle arrives, and basically she's like, uh, yeah, you know, I know who you're looking for, his name is Gideon, and they're like, Gideon, like, the only Gideon we know is like a child and she's like yep he has been uh, ageified in a different realm and he's back to kill uh, Emma and um, she's like do you trust me you know let's try to work out a plan of sorts so that both our children can live basically and and Charming's like, yeah, but if push comes to shove, just know we're going to kill him. So, um, yeah. So that was pretty much it. Uh, We'll continue on with the rest of what happens uh, after we discuss the Wish Realm. So up until this point, though, what did you think of Belle sort of like coming forth with uh, the the information, the pertinent information to Captain Charming, and what did you think of that interesting, tension-filled scene between Gideon and uh, Rumple, Mr. Gold? Okay. Yes, so, you! <laughs> yes. Okay, so with Gideon and Rumple. This was like the first one-on-one scene we get with them. I'm kind of sad that it's with Rumple first, but I understood what was going on here. He was trying to provoke um, Gideon into just seeing how far Gideon has come. Like, sure, he's you know gotten older and he has all this power, but that doesn't mean he knows how to wield it. Even if he was, you know, studying under the Black Fairy. I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like she was really training him. To me, it just seems like she was propping him up to do something. And then that way, she's really going to take over. Like, that's how I see. This is how it is in my head right now. I don't really know if that's true. So, Rumpel was just getting a test of his son. Like, okay, well, let me see what you got. Let me see how serious you are about this uh, or not. And we 
kind of get a little bit of a glimpse of it that um, Gideon seems like he's all talk but no action in this scene for for now that we've gone. So um, hmm. I, I, I really don't like that Rumpel made it about him because I don't feel like this is what it is. But you could tell that there's some unresolved daddy issues. But there's going to be some mommy issues, too, considering he didn't grow up with his parents, so... He's just got issues. A, he's, he's just got issues. Oh, like, this kid is fucked up. Like, I don't care what you say. I gotta put... <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta put emphasis on that, because you already know he's messed up. Yeah. And to have somebody with so much power that's technically going to kill the savior and then gain her power, but he's so unstable, that's a scary sign. Do we so, believe that? Cause that's that just so yeah, that's just so weird and random and like we've never heard Maybe this it's before. Maybe it's the sword. Maybe it's the sword that helps him uh, mm. transfer the power. Not that, that he be. kills her randomly with something yeah, else. Yeah, because it didn't really make sense. I'm like, how the heck is he gonna get her power? Yeah, and her power is really pure too. So it and it's true love, like light power. So oh that's gosh, he's gonna I... be like a crack fiend, uh, sucking yeah. up all that power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I that's that's what I take it as right now. I don't know if that's the thing. It could be another lie, by the way, because she just wants him to kill the savior, and maybe there's no truth to him getting any power. It just means that Emma's out of the way. So, yeah, that that that's what I think it could be. So that scene was was pretty well done. I'm interested to see how else it's gonna happen. But like I said earlier, this looked like a scene of like what what's to come between Rumpel and his son. But it seems more like. Rumpel's gonna have to be redeemed again by a second son. That's kind of sad that you have to be redeemed by your second child mm-hmm. and not your first. I mean, well, he was like first. half redeemed by the first. Uh, Balefire yeah. just uh, <laughs> Neil didn't go the full way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I- I'll give him some credit there because he did have a really big sacrifice scene, and we're like, oh my god, Rumpel, oh my god. And this was back when we all still like really adored him and we liked him. So um, I don't know what they're gonna plan to do with this. Um, I hope mm-hmm. that he really does do this for his son and not for himself. And and that makes him more unselfish to the point where he can be slightly redeemed. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah. So, redeemed-ish. Um, and the, yeah, and, and Belle going to everybody, like, like, like that, that goes back to what I said. Her and Snow are, like, very, very pure in mm-hmm. that they're going to do the right thing, even if it's her own flesh and blood. And she said it there too. Like she's like, "Give me a chance to talk to him, to do something, and I'll understand if it doesn't work that we got to do something." So yeah, it was exactly. really tense though. I mean, I understood David though. He's like, "We're gonna put him down." And I know, right? Like, Captain Hook. She was like, like "Okay, oh, girl, we hear you, but just know, if none of that shit works, he's going down." He's <laughs> was gonna like go crap. Down. We're gonna take him downtown. Like that's what he was saying. Cause he's the sheriff. Get it? Okay. And, but um, that, that's oh how I understood gosh. it. But I love that there's so much trust in this group that she like nods and she's like, okay, but let's work together. And I think that's probably one of the reasons I love our characters so much is that they can do that even at high stakes. They still find a way to work together to have mm-hmm. the best outcome. Exactly. Yeah. Like they can disagree a little bit like mm-hmm. obviously charming and uh hook want to kill him and bell wants to keep him alive but um or try to at least they could still disagree on stuff but they still work together which is cool it's 
cool to see that they work on work on these heroic journeys together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. So let's get into it. Let's discuss the Wish Realm. And uh, we pick up exactly where we left off with uh, Robin of Loxley uh, basically forcing Emma and Regina to hand over their valuables as the uh, portal that was created by a magic bean vanishes. And uh, they, they hear horses arriving and Robin escapes, but Emma and Regina are, end up hiding behind some uh, gigantic logs. Uh, and Prince Henry proves that uh, he is not an expert tracker like his grandparents. He was like, I, I, I think they went across the river. <laughs> Across the lake, or whatever the hell that was. I was like, really, dude? Poor Henry. <laughs> oh my god. When he did that, I was like, face palm. I was like, this boy doesn't know anything. <laughs> he just got knighted. His mother just got kidnapped by the evil queen. And his grandparents died in front of him. Oh, that's I right. know, right? Pretty traumatizing. Yeah. Okay, well, there he is. So then, sure, why not? It's so, um... They, uh, they end up, uh, getting an idea, or at least Emma gets an idea from the log. So it wasn't just a hiding spot, it was, uh, you know, the spark of brilliance upon Emma. And she gets the idea from the log about the tree that she popped out of when, um, the original curse. You remember the original, original, original OG curse? And, you know, they put her in the magical enchanted tree, and she popped out in the 80s in the U.S. So she gets the idea to to visit uh, Pinocchio. And uh, Pinocchio ends up explaining the whole... Not Pinocchio. She ends up explaining to Pinocchio the whole deal. She's like, you know, we're from a different realm, and you know, this is a wish realm and whatnot, and I need your help to create a portal with um, magic wood and a magic tree so that uh, we can go home. Although, I guess that tree didn't take him to the 80s. So that was kind of interesting. I don't know if, I, I don't know if anybody else like, wondered about that, but I, I thought that was interesting. Hmm. I just thought that when it originally brought her to the 80s, that was the most present time in our oh, world. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And so this is the most present time in our world, obviously. So they kind of they, they run parallel to each other. I can dig that. Although there is another mm -hmm. question that I will have for you a little bit later on, which I'm sure oh, you've no. read about. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I not. don't know. This will be, maybe this will be news to me. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> so, as they're sort of discussing everything, uh, there's just like a casual comment that was made where Regina was like, oh, well, I guess everyone was better off 
without me. And as uh, Emma and Pinocchio are sort of like coming up with like the logistics of like everything, Regina ends up disappearing. Although in that like five seconds, like she had enough time to write like three paragraphs on a piece of paper, which I thought that was kind of awesome. Yes, very magical. I agree. Mm -hmm. And so basically on on the little note that she leaves, she's like, you know, you guys do what you need to do. You know, if regardless of whether this is real or not or a wish, I need an answer to a question. I'll be back once I get the answer to my question. And uh, the answer that she's looking for, or at least the question that she has, is to Robin. So she tracks him down to the tavern. We get a little flashback to Tinkerbell. Oh, remember when Tinkerbell was on the show before she became a zombie? Mm, I miss her. I miss her too. And uh, while she's at the tavern, and after she ends up uh, causing a stampede, she asks Robin how she, how he is. You know, how are you? And uh, basically, they're like, oh, I'm good. I've never been happier. And Regina's crushed. Obviously. And uh, just as he's sort of like asking, well, you know, you didn't come down to a tavern just to ask me how my life is. The Sheriff of Nottingham arrives and places Robin of Loxley and Regina, a.k.a. the Evil Queen, in a a cell. And he also puts a magic, a a demagicifying cuff on her as well so that Regina can't use her magic. And in the cell is where Regina discovers that in this wish realm, Marion passed away. And Robin is unhappy. He's not stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. He's just stealing from the rich for himself. And he doesn't have family or anything like that. Because remember, in the real realm... Uh, Marion was cured by the Dark One's potion or something like that. But in this Wish Realm, the Dark One was imprisoned. You know, a whole bunch of stuff didn't happen, which led to Marion dying. So, let's let's pause right here for a moment and let's discuss this. Uh, these, these couple of moments between Regina and... And Robin Hood. Uh, what did you all think when Robin said he was basically happy? And then when we get this realization that Robin is, in fact, unhappy? Well, when it first happened and Regina got all upset because she's like, oh, he's happier in here. I was like, hey, wait, just because he says that he has a pretty good life here doesn't mean it's just because you're not in his life. Uh, Katie, why didn't you tell her that? I know. I would have solved so many issues. But um, I really did like their scenes together a lot. And it reminded me why I love, why I loved, originally fell in love with um the Evil Queen and Robin Hood together because originally they were such a good dynamic and, you know, you've got the thief and the queen and it seems like this 
in the in the last few episodes or the last arc with Robin, he started to kind of get boring and like a man purse halfway through, and it, up until his death, it was just kind of like he was just there, but he wasn't adding a lot. So when they re-added him. I felt like in this episode, he had a lot more character. Even if he's not the same character, he has a lot more to offer, I guess, in a weird way. He has... He just seems more interesting to me. So, I really liked that they brought him back on. I know it's not going to be for very long, but I do appreciate that they brought him back on. And... I It reminds me why I love their dynamics so much. Um, and I appreciate that they brought the Sheriff Nottingham back. Even if it was for a small scene, I like how they keep that con continuity um, in this show by bringing characters like that back, just for even short scenes. Brittany? Well, you know me, guys. I am a huge Outlaw Queen fan. <gasps> I love them together. I'm still devastated that he died, and I still blame certain people for that. But either way, that is neither here nor there. Um... So, when we heard that he was coming back, I was like, oh my god, it's him. But then we found out it's not really him. It's Wish Realm Robin. It's Robin 2.0. Hashtag Dark Robin. It's... You could tell from the moment you met <laughs> Dark him... Dark Robin. Yeah, you could tell from the moment that you Wish met Robin. him... Wish Robin. Yeah, well, no, Dark Robin. I'm saying Dark Robin. Because he no. has a hint of... Something, something mysterious, but not in the good way. Like, oh, you want to get to know him more, but more of like, there's something different about him. Especially what we find out in this episode about him. Um, it doesn't seem like we're gonna we're gonna replace old Robin. Instead, I see this arc as something for for Regina. I think it's gonna be personal closure for her character. Mm -hmm. Like, she's gonna be able to finally really say goodbye to Robin the proper way. So, I'm a little sad that they're using him again, but it feels so good to see um, the actor back, uh, Sean. He's I, he's always been my favorite. I, always, I don't care if he's a man purse. He's pretty to look at. What's wrong with that? And we could have had more mm -hmm. Captain Robin or Robin hooking. I don't know what they're <laughs> Gosh. I don't know what Robin hooking baby. <laughs> um, you know what the fuck? You know, I just <laughs> I, I don't know there's how come Captain Charming is so good but we don't have one for Robin. Robin um, hooking. But honestly when Regina walked into that uh that bar with Captain Hood. Captain Hood. Okay, I'll take that one. Uh when <laughs> Regina walked into that tavern, I was laughing so hard like everyone's Yes! And I'm like, oh the guy my god! Out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is so stupid. Me every day. Yeah. A lot of moments. So that was one of them. And um, I'm with you, Katie. I really like this type, this this like Robin that we have right now. It's like he's more outlawish. Mm -hmm. He's a lot more grittier in that aspect yeah. of um of being a thief because we learn. It's, it, it's just that. It's just a thief. Nothing um, mm -hmm. heroic about it. So it feels like we're getting like the reverse. Like it was Evil Queen and Robin Hood, but now it's Dark Robin Hood and Regina. You know, it's kind of yes. like an opposite kind of thing. And, and 
And that's why the push and pull is really, really exciting because we're getting reverse roles. And Regina is mm-hmm. so vulnerable around him because of what he represents or who he represents. And he's intrigued because he's kind of like, oh, okay, well, you're hot, you know, and I'm in. And they just it, it, they just worked really well. So before I keep going, you have to keep going because uh, I'll I'll just spoil everything. But um, what we got at the beginning with them was just really really well done. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't sure what they were going to do with Robin when they announced that he was coming back, but I'm intrigued by what we've seen thus far, and in particular in, in the couple of scenes that we've gone over already. Uh, I. Th- I think I mentioned this in the mid-season finale podcast that uh, when uh, Charming did the wish, I hope you get what you deserve, that the Evil Queen got what she deserved and that Regina is getting what she deserves. And what she deserves is full closure yep. with Robin Hood. Exactly. And mm-hmm. with this Wish Robin, what I think they're going to do is to show, first off, because, like, Regina is in her feelings, like, right mm-hmm. now. Like, you know, we, mm-hmm. we discussed, like, emo... Um, uh, Gideon, well, like Regina is emoing all over the place. Like she's she's that emoji she's with feeling. like yes, she's that emoji with like the two uh, streams of tears like coming from her face right now. Mm-hmm. She's very emotional, and she is at a place where she's like, oh, I may have a second chance with Robin. Like mm-hmm. I-, I may have. A fresh start with Robin, you know, now that I've I found him again, and, and maybe this is fate that I found him. But what I think is going to end up happening is she's going to realize that this is, first off, this isn't her Robin. And mm-hmm. second of all, with him, she's going to, like, get closure for the quote-unquote real Robin. So, mm-hmm. like, seeing her like react to him the way that she did in particular in these couple of uh, beginning scenes was, like, really nice to see because it shows that even though Regina is, is tough and, you know, she isn't, like, you know, consistently, like, sitting down, crying and all that kind of stuff, she she's suppressing a lot of her emotions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really didn't get a feel for how she was uh, coping with Robin's death until that scene with Zelina, where basically she was like, you know, I, I blame you for his death. You know, it's your fault. You took him away from me. And uh, so it's like completely understandable why she's feeling the way she is. And, and I don't know. It's just it's fascinating to see Lana like playing fragile Regina because that's exactly what she was doing. Mm-hmm in every scene with Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. She, she was crying or, or tearful in almost every um, every scene, and I was getting emotional with her. Like, I don't so care sad. about this new... Ra- yeah, I don't care about this new Robin because he's not our Robin, but I feel so much for her because I would be the same. It's like you're looking at a twin or something, you know, something that's just... He's right there in front of you, but it's not him. And she found herself, you know, hugging him when she shouldn't, and, you know... Um, 
being really vulnerable with him. And I'm glad he wasn't too much of a dick about it because he seemed kind of chill. But I mean, we don't really know him. But yeah. I understood her completely. I don't find it annoying. Mm-hmm. I think I think she's finally able to just kind of cry when she needs to. I, I, I like this. This is it's it's a step in the right direction. Yes. Well yeah. speaking of people that act like dicks, um oh my all of a sudden <laughs> all these people that were part of like the sheriff of Nottingham's entourage are like running away screaming in terror. And then we even have the sheriff of Nottingham being like sucked away i was getting scared at that moment <laughs> oh my gosh was that was day. amazing was like, though that was scary yeah it's fantastic <laughs> and uh regina's like oh i know what this is but don't worry he's on our side and in poofs wish rumple and opens the the um cage thing freeing them and uh she's like oh can you take off this magical cuff and rumple's like oh no 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 she's like you know i did favor for you you know because you freed me and all this kind of thing but uh when i went back to where you had imprisoned bell this is what i found and he dumps a bag of bones and so <laughs> regina's like um you do realize that that's not me that that's the evil queen from here and i'm not the evil queen from here and rumple's like you know what i get what you're saying but you look like the bitch I want to kill, so I'm going to kill you. Because That's exactly how it went down. Yes, because he's like, <laughs> I may be a wish, but I have a feeling that whatever I do to you will be real to you. And so uh, they poof to uh, his... Uh, tower in his dark castle and um he's like i'm gonna start flaying y'all but i need to go and clean my tools because they're a little rusty so stay here and he locks them in the tower and so regina and robin continue on to have a conversation about uh her robin and who she is and whatnot and and robin sort of like instantly believes it because he's like why not and uh, then uh, regina fills him in on robin and robin's fate so that robin died protecting her and uh, so uh, robin ends up agreeing to help regina escape and and they do because he's like you know not only am i you know an excellent thief but apparently he's an excellent locksmith. Yeah, that oh, yeah. was kind of that was kind of like I was like, oh, okay, that's really easy. And this Rumple is um, weird that he's not paying yes. attention. But I but I was okay with it. I was like, you want to let's just go, let's just <laughs> let's go. Get I've, out seen, of here. I've seen weirder stuff and plot hole stuff. Like I don't even care. Just get out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So while but not everyone's that creative, by the way. So. Yeah, no, that's true. And while all that's going on, Emma and Pinocchio are like trying to figure out how to create the portal. And in this wish realm, Geppetto had died many years ago, and Pinocchio had, has never like really dabbled with uh, carving and that kind of thing. But uh, he. Um, 
ends up agreeing to help Emma, and he's got the right magical chisel, because you need a magical chisel to carve on a magical tree, and magic, 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 and all this kind of stuff, because they end up finding an enchanted tree that will work, and that will uh, be able to take our friends back into their world. But as he's about to chisel, and as he's like listening to Emma and her explaining that she's not a princess in her world, that she's a savior, and he's like, well, what's a savior? And that's a full-time job in your world, and all that kind of stuff. They get interrupted by Wishhook. And Wishhook is aged. He is an alcoholic. <laughs> and he is a bit rotund. <laughs> and he's there to save... Uh, princess emma because there is a uh, reward on princess emma returning safely to the palace and so he's there to collect so let's talk about this because there's there's like a great exchange because like even pinocchio's like you know him and she's like yeah well, we're kind of like dating but he's like a little different in where we are from and and then like Pinocchio ends up getting the upper hand, but then Hook ends up end up getting the upper hand with the um, chisel. But uh, Emma, like Emma's, like trying to reason with him because obviously, I mean, she's not necessarily getting the same type of thing that Regina did with Robin because she's seeing like a grandpa version of like the man that she loves. But she's, uh, I'm gonna assume that she's trying not to hurt him. But she ends up uh, conjuring up just a bit of. Um, magical force to uh, knock him down and knock him out and then she uh, magics him away to the Jolly Roger but we notice that the magical chisel that's used for m enchanted trees has been broken probably because uh, Husky Hook uh, fell on it so let's talk about Wish Hook I know Katie has a lot of feels. <laughs> Did you find him more attractive? Uh, no. No, for sure not. But <laughs> I I laughed out loud the entire scene. Colin did such a great job with that. It was hilarious. And just looking at Emma and August's reaction to this whole thing was funnier, too. I mean, it was, it was such a fun exchange to see... What kind of what he would have been like had he not fallen in love with Emma and kind of grew up, grew into this old age, just filled with revenge and this quest for revenge and um, this darkness, really. So it didn't land him in a very good place either. So it, it was it was really funny just to see Emma's reactions and to see... Um, I loved her little line to him that we need to get someone off the rum and the desserts. <laughs> it was great. It was so funny. I, I mean, I laughed out loud the entire scene. It was great. Colin did such a good job. Brittany, I know you like a silver fox. Did you enjoy a uh, silver fox hook? I did. I thought he was hilarious. I thought that entire sequence of events was like the highlight of the episode. I yes. was cracking up when we got the sword um, 
at August's neck. I was like, oh god, who's there? And, and, and then I, I, the voice sounded so familiar, and I was like, no. What's he doing here? But I forgot about the, the spoilers that they gave us about how Hook was going to look um, very different. So when I saw that, I was like, oh lordy, what happened to you? And he was just so drunkenly funny. Like, to me, what this, what this, um, this version of Hook looked like just a drunken mistake. Like, yes. I, yeah, like, I don't think any, I don't think there's really any, like, tragic story, uh, well, I can't, I can't speak. Any tragic, um, story for Well, you him. could say he never found love again. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, with the exception of, um, the first love that he had with, um, Rumpel's wife or whatever maybe that's still a thing in this one but either mm -hmm. way it just looks like he became a legit pirate but with no motivation you know he was just oh, okay. all about the, he was like uh, he's he all was about like, that booty he would he would be like a the unattractive um uh captain jack sparrow who's like addicted yeah. to rum, you know, and would get really fat. Like, he'd be like Mr. Gibbs or something. I love Mr. Yeah. Gibbs, Mr. Way. Gibbs. So, you know, like, sleeping with the pig and drinking a lot every day. <laughs> like, that's that's the, the one we got here. And the entire thing was just so funny. And Emma's reaction was hilarious. And she's like, oh, my God, you got to lay off the rum. And, the, you know, like, her stuff was so funny. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Emma, I've never heard you crack a joke like that. Like, that's just, it was just so funny and just perfect like i didn't even care that they broke the the the, the tool that they needed i was just laughing um it was just it was just hilarious i i love the writers for doing this and i love it in this episode it was fantastic yeah, I don't think I can add anything else to what both of you said, but it, it was a fun scene, and I expected it. I was like, Hook is going to be old. Like, Hook is, I didn't expect him to be as husky as he was, but I was like, he's <laughs> definitely going to be old. And, um, yeah, I, th I thought it was a fantastic scene. One thing that I, just because of, like, the whole magic and stuff, I'm like, Emma, can't you just magic it back together? But, um, the, the, the uh, magical chisel, but I guess... That uh, wasn't uh, what was thought of at the moment. But we do get like a whole bunch of um, exposition next. And it starts off with Pinocchio basically giving up like, I'll never be like my father and the chisel's broken so I can't help you. Bye-bye. And so he leaves and Emma discovers um, this beautiful... Uh, um, wooden box that was carved with, uh, it looked like the enchanted tree on it, and it was, like, really, really nice. And she opens it, it says Emma, and, um, it turns out that there's this beautiful, uh, wooden figure of a swan. And Emma's like, what? And so she confronts Pinocchio about it, and, um, with through like what Pinocchio says and about like fate and you can change your fate and all this kind of stuff, Emma realizes that the teenage boy that she met in 1990 Minnesota that took her out, took her from the streets to the foster care system was none other than Pinocchio. And um, that gift was a birthday present for the princess. And so... Uh, basically Emma's like you know what because of you you inspired me and you made me change my fate so I am changing your fate you need to believe that you are more than just a puppeteer that you are an expert 
woodcarver and you can do it and um he does you know he ends up chiseling through the enchanted tree and finishes the portal just as regina arrives with robin and uh regina's like can we hurry up because i think there's like knights and rumple and everyone's like looking for us in this realm and so uh emma is the one that convinces regina to bring robin with her she's like you know maybe this is a second chance for you and regina's like well i don't want to tempt fate and emma's like you know you make your own fate and uh so regina goes to robin rob's like hell yeah why not i've got nothing here let's go and so uh but before he's convinced robin does give regina a feather similar to the one that the real robin was about to give her before he died and uh regina believes that her robin's spirit lives on in this robin and so robin is convinced to go and so they all enter the tree the enchanted tree to poof back into storybrook and so first is emma then regina and then nothing happens and so regina's like can i get a moment and after she takes a moment poof robin of loxley has entered storybrook usa and so regina does what she usually does she shows robin the city and she's like as mayor i welcome you to storybrook and there you go so my whole question of this is like the thing that they stress of the enchanted tree at least in like the real storyline is the fact that you can only have two people go through it and three people pop through so well that was only because the wardrobe that he specifically made only had enough room for two people all so right katie I, i'll take that so Okay, okay. Just okay. Saying. Maybe she maybe Emma was like, Oh yeah, only two could fix, so could you make it bigger or something? He's like, Okay, <laughs> okay there you so, go. This okay. was like the updated version of like what it 2. was. Two point We yeah. need three yeah. people, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so he he was prepared and you know what they always do when it's like a protege, um or a protege. Uh protege uh, I did say it right, right? A protege? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I was right. Um Usually they want to surpass their mentors, so I mean, if Geppetto could only make it for two, then he's then Pinocchio's got to make it for like ten. Otherwise, okay, there you go. Other, yeah. Otherwise, your work is means nothing. Exactly. <laughs> why not? But I, I've got to say, I enjoyed all of the Wish Realm, and I'm glad that it was wrapped up in this episode. I'm glad yep. that they did not drag it out. And even though there was like a lot of exposition at some certain points in the Wish Realm, it all sort of made sense, and and it kind of worked smoothly for the most part. And it was just fun. I mean, it was great to see the characters be similar yet very different than what we're used to so um yeah kudos all around what about uh, the rest of you what did uh, you all think of uh, the ending of the wish realm i thought it was a great ending um i loved the little scene emma had with regina telling her about um creating her own destiny and um bringing 
which spurred Robin to come along. Um, he was all up for it too. Um, it was a very touching scene. You know, it was just, it was very once upon a time ish, which I love. I love that feel of the show, and I like that they um, have these little moments before all these big epic things happen, which is cool. So I, I really enjoyed it, and um, I know a lot of people had complaints about the Wish Realm, but I really liked the Wish Realm, and I thought it was a fun different version of the enchanted forest that we've never seen before yeah which was cool i'm mm-hmm. glad that they addressed something that a lot of the the viewers had a question about and the fact that uh robin was like still like the right age the or not the right age but mm-hmm. like the, the the age that he was in the real realm and, exactly. like, everyone else was older in the Wish Realm. So I'm glad that, like, they kept on, like, questioning that. Like, why is it? Mm-hmm. Why is it? Is it fate? And uh, I think that they're going to explain it at some point. I feel like they have to, in particular, because the characters actually kept on bringing up that question. Exactly. Which will be which will be nice. Yeah. So hopefully get an answer. I agree. Any final thoughts on the Wish Realm, Britt? Um, I'm just glad that they wrapped it up, like you were saying, because I didn't want to spend any, like, mini arc in here. I just needed it to be done with, especially knowing that Henry can't track for crap, so I needed to get out of there. Um, but I'm really glad that we got to spend time with, uh, with, uh, August, too. I feel like we kind of miss him. We, we haven't seen him in a while, and it, it felt... I mean, maybe it's just me, but there's a lot of chemistry between him and Emma, and it's just, it. It's really nice. Friendship pl- or platonic, romantic, mm-hmm. if it could have gone there. Um, and that, that, reunion, could... that reunion scene where he, like, hugs her was so cute. It was so cute. Yeah, it was adorable. Like, and it just works, and it kind of reminds you that they do have a friendship. And even though we don't see it anymore as often, it's still there. And he is a big part of her, her childhood and her finding this place. Or kind of knowing that she's always been a little bit more special than she gave herself credit for. So mm-hmm. um, it was nice to see their friendship, and it was nice to see her go visit him, too, later on, which I know you're going to get into. So it kind of wraps up the whole episode that everything, even the Wish Realm tied in with the present or the past. Like, it made sense. And then the Robin and Regina stuff, I knew he was eavesdropping, and, he, and when he's like, let's go, let's go. So they go together. Um, was exciting. It was just great the wish realm was great um i'm glad we were there and now we're gonna see what the big payoff is with bringing robin with us mm-hmm. yeah so let's get into present day storybook and we got a lot of action in uh like the final section of storybook and let's just start off with uh Emma and uh, Pinocchio. She ends up visiting August, and basically they have a nice little heart-to-heart about, you know, it was you, like, you were the one, and and basically he's like, you know, when you chose the name Swan, like, I, I knew then that I got to you, and, and what I said meant something to you, and they have a really nice moment together, but uh, nice moments don't last long in Storybrooke, because... Emma is walking down the street. She starts having flashes of the vision. And uh, the vision basically starts playing out. Although a little different than 
the very you know original vision that Emma had about how this was going to play out. The hooded figure arrives, and it's Gideon. He introduces himself. She's like, Gideon, Gideon, I knew it was a baby. And what the hell? And so they start sword fighting, and Emma's family and friends arrive. Belle and Gold are there too. And uh, Gideon does get the upper hand. He ends up freezing everyone so that he can carry out his duel with Emma and he ends up uh, magicking away he ends up like s grabbing Emma's sword and he magics away the other swords that's just one sword and uh, Emma does end up gaining the upper hand and she ends up using um, some magic even though her hand's trembling a little bit, she's like, you know, maybe my my maybe my fate is to die, but it's not to die today. And she ends up blasting him with uh, some of her magic. And as he falls back, the sword falls to the ground and it breaks into many pieces. And she ends up picking up a piece of the sword, like a shard of the sword, and um, she places the shard to his throat and then gold is like no he's my son and so emma hesitates and uh, gideon ends the battle by poofing away until they meet again yeah burm, 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 burm. <laughs> And so after that is when Emma goes and meets August and then they bond a little bit about, uh, you know, him keeping tabs on her. And while that's going on, Gold uh, and Belle have a conversation by the wishing well. Belle makes a wish and uh, Gold basically tells uh, Belle that he's not after Emma, nor is he trying to kill her or trying to help Gideon kill her. And he feels that they need to team up together to help their son. Um, you know, they need to help him together. We must do it together. And uh, while they're bonding by the wishing well, we see Gideon roaming through Storybrooke. He heads into the library, goes all the way to the top, to the clock tower. And of course, he's pissed off that the savior is still alive the so much so that he takes his frustration out by destroying the face of the clock tower so let's talk about the epic fight if you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, august and emma we can as well and of course the rumbell of it all so let's get into it katie are we happy with the fight and that Emma is alive? Well, of course I'm happy. Um, I thought it was really great. Um, I loved how she said, maybe I'm fated to die, but not today. And uh, she basically stopped the tremors that she was having and got her magic right at the moment that she needed to and blasted him back, which was super cool. Um I always love when she has those moments. So that we need to see. And uh, um, it's going to be interesting to see what the final battle between those two looks like when, you know, she is fated to die. Like, what's going to happen there? Will she actually die? Will she be able to change the future? 
what's going to happen. It's going to be really intriguing to see, I think. Brit, Brit. I do agree with Katie. I think it's all going to be really interesting for such a great episode that I feel like not that it really had high stakes, but it was just like you were getting back into the groove of what Once Upon a Time is. And then like the last couple of minutes was like, ooh, this is, this is why I watch, you know, another or another mm -hmm. reason why you watch. And it was really, really soon that she and I, well, I love this actually, that it was soon that when she gets back, she gets into that fight with Gideon instead of like getting the greet from her, her friends and her family. Like, oh, we're back, you know, instead it's like, surprise bitch i'm gonna kill you you know like it's really it's just really great because um she's been afraid all season about this well not this moment in particular but of this person and that sword that she has and we could tell from the fight that she needs a lot of training she needs a lot more to go to or go through so she can at least be even with him but she does get an upper hand in the fight and she's gonna kill him it was like well i don't think she was gonna kill him but it was really ruthless the way she she's about she to got chop him. his head off yeah she was gonna slit his throat you know like it doesn't matter that she didn't do it it's the stance that she had on him um and that kind of shows you the evolution of emma with her powers and how when she's not afraid and she's finally in that in that moment or in that state of, you know, I create my own fate, as, as she was saying in this episode, that she is a force to be reckoned with. Whether it be, even though she, you know, harnesses light magic, it's kind of scary. And um, it shows the power of the savior. So um, I love that she just overpowers him and she's like, not today. You know, what do we say to death? You know, not today. Um, but she spares Hold the him. door. Yeah, oh my god, no. She spares him, you know, <laughs> because also she is the savior, you know, that they always try to find a different way out. It's just the way they are, and because, you know, Rumpel and Belle, it's their son. So, he, he you know, poofs away. I don't need your help, Dad. Get out of my room, Dad. And he just kind of gets, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, that's what he did. Oh my gosh, he's so and petulant. You know it's true. <laughs> He's gonna. He said that earlier in the episode too. I don't need your help, Dad. I can do it myself, Dad. Um, and doom, he, doom, he, you know, doom, he, doom. he has a little tantrum. He's angry. He can't. Ki he'd kill her. But we get a really great little scene of everybody, you know, back together. And, and awkwardly, Rumple and Belle just like go in different directions. Like it was just. It was kind of. Well, sad. I mean, like, like everyone's it, like hugging, it. and they're like, "Yay, you didn't kill yeah. him." Yeah. But like know, Belle's like, just, you nearly killed my baby. It's just I feel like if Snow was there, she would have been there for Belle. Sometimes I feel like Belle doesn't have a lot of friends, and I want to put that a little bit because she's in because nobody likes Rumple. You know, she's oh like in gosh. that relationship where nobody, you know, they they tell her not to be in it. But anyway, she felt she looked a little lonely for her to go away, you know, by herself. But great reunion scene, uh, a lot of funny little quirk like you know quirks we got in there, you know, like. What happened to me back there? And she's like, don't worry. <laughs> like, oh, we know. We know. Wish realm. Hook. That was great. Well, she was like, what did she say? She was and like, we're going to switch to water. We're going to yeah. switch to water. He's like, what? For drinking? What? <laughs> that, was that was hilarious. I was just like, oh, my God. And I love uh, Hook's reaction to it. He's like, what? You know, I was like, oh, my God, Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, it's just the same. Why is the rum gone? <laughs> I hope you can best. say that. Yeah, it was just a great, like, last five minutes of the episode, to be honest. Like, it was just solid everything. 
Okay, and like, my question, why does everyone go to the clock tower to be emotional? I know, and to right? to be all emo. <laughs> and why do you have to break it? I love that clock tower, even though it is CGI. Is that guy the, Well, the repair, the repair guy for that clock tower is got a good business going on that's all that's I very say. true he's yeah. probably gonna wake up the next morning it's God. probably geppetto <laughs> damn it <laughs> <laughs> <Geppetto>. <laughs> poor papa again uh, oh. august you go do it what <laughs> he's gonna just in august to go do it but yeah yes take my <laughs> magic chisel Oh my god. Fixes yeah. anything. I, too, enjoyed uh, the final section in Storybrooke. It was action-packed. It was suspenseful. I honestly did not think that they were going to do the vision, like, right now, at that moment. I thought he was going to do kind of like what Zelina did her first season, where she basically told Regina, like, you know, meet me, you know, in, you know, the town square, you know, at... I don't know, high noon or something. Like, I thought he was going to be like, yes, it's me, and I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to surprise you one day, one night, or something. But no, I mean, it ended up happening then, and uh, at least round one goes to Emma Swan. So uh, props to Emma, and I'm curious to see what happens next and uh, what our heroes do to maybe prevent you know, something really bad from happening. So before we jump into our spoiler section, we have a couple things uh, to uh, do. And the first thing is the MVP, the most valuable player that cares to you the most and why. So state your MVP and why. And we'll start off with, oh, the rules are the same. If someone chooses a character, you cannot take that character. So Katie, you go first. Yes, good. Okay. Um and you can differentiate from wish re- wish person and uh real person. Okay. Um I am bouncing back and forth between two people. And You want to say wish hook, don't you? No, yeah, for sure. That's definitely one of them. I'm going to go with my most obvious answer who Honestly, I have not chosen her that much this season, so you should be proud of me. It's because you hate her. I, yep, for sure. I'm choosing Emma. <gasps> uh, because, first of all, we got that first scene um, with young Emma and kind of coming into her own with the last name of Swan and everything. That was so cool. And then we got to see her encourage regina in the wish realm which was really cool we got to see her um beat gideon um we got to see her just be awesome her awesome self she did a lot of great things she seemed a lot stronger in this episode um instead of regina kind of guiding her along it seemed like she was guiding regina along some more in this episode since Regina was in such a ter- emotional turmoil, which was kind of cool. So I I choose Emma for this episode. Okay. Brittany? Mm, that's not fair. I should have gone first. I'm just kidding. Um, my MVP, of course, because Priscilla's not here, <laughs> I get to say Regina... Ooh, that was my second I, choice. Aha, I took it. Um, I mean, she she had a really big presence more in the Wish realm anyway, but I feel like 
we're already in a point in season six where she can be vulnerable and it's not a surprise to us. It, instead, we embrace it. We want her to feel something. We want her to find closure. And we want her to be happy, most importantly. So I really like that she didn't go too overboard with seeing Robin. Like, she was more curious and she wanted to find something in there to believe that she's going to be okay. She talked about the feather. And it was just really good stuff from Lana this episode. I... When she was feeling, I was feeling. And I think that's probably one of the most important things in a show. Because why else are you watching? Are you watching just just to watch? Or are you watching because you want to feel something? So I feel like Lana brought the feels this episode. So MVP to go to Regina. Nice. Great choices from both of you. And I'm going to go with... Gideon, because I really feel like he brought it this episode. He sold it for me, like, from being kind of like a petulant child to being kind of, like, off-kilter. Like, he seems a little crazy, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. And he (laughs) seems as if he's, like, trying to justify bad behavior, which, to be quite honest... I'm glad that he's acting that way because he is Rumple's son. So Rumple likes to justify his bad behavior as well. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that the apple did not fall too far from the tree. Because if you really think about it, Balefire uh, really didn't act like Rumple. If he acted at all like Rumple, it was maybe the Rumple before the magic and it seems as if uh little cowardly yes and it seems as mm-hmm. if gideon got all the traits of rumple post magic which is going to be creepy and dangerous and uh, a whole lot of fun to watch so the actor is fantastic and mm-hmm. uh, I, I really liked what i saw from gideon and i hope that um they keep it up and he's continues to just be interesting and fascinating and and very childlike as well which uh you know he should be since he aged so fast so now it's time to rate the episode from one to ten apples if you've found an episode exceptional and uh worthy of more than 10 you may grant it the coveted golden apple and we will go in the same order starting off with katie on a scale of one to ten I'm going to rate this, I'm going to rate this a solid 10 (gasps) apples because I felt like it was just, it was really well done. The only complaint keeping me from giving it a golden apple is some scenes moved a little bit too fast in my opinion, but I mean, that's very, it's very hard not to make it that way when you are only given a certain amount of time to do an episode. And I did feel like they spent a proper amount of time with a lot of our characters and uh, ships, if you will, which was which was fun. We got a lot of great scenes. We got to see my, the highlight of the episode, Drunk Hook and Emma and Pinocchio. We got to see Pinocchio slash August again, and he had kind of a bigger role in this episode, which was cool. Um, We got some great scenes between Regina and Robin, which were some of the highlights as well of the episode for me. Um, We got Gideon, got more introduction to Gideon, which was cool. Got some really great Emma scenes. So uh, it was really good in my opinion, and I would definitely watch it again or 
obviously more than once. I would watch it a lot. It was great. Okay. Katie's got it on replay right now. Brittany, what about you? What did you think of the episode? How would you rate it? Well, all I have to say is choo-choo. I'm also with Katie on the scale of 10 for this episode. Well, the 10 train. I don't know what we should call it. Something special. Um, Yeah, I'm going to give this episode a 10. Um, It was just a great premiere. I missed the show and they gave me an episode that, you know, just... Wow, I can't think of the word. They just solidified why I love the show. They gave me a really good one. They gave me the feel. They gave me laughter. They gave me excitement. They gave me something to look forward to for the rest of the season as well as the next episode. Um, what kept it from being, you know, a golden apple is uh, we needed more Captain Swan. And not the drunk Captain. And Emma, although that was close enough, I, you know... Um, so it was just great, great episode. Had we had more Captain Swan, would have definitely been a gold apple. But either way, fantastic episode. Okay. Now, I'm not going to lie. When uh, we were going to start recording, like I had already had an idea on where I was going to go with rating the episode. And I'll be honest, I was going to give it a 9. But after chatting about the episode and then just like really realizing how great of an episode it was like choo choo baby i'm on the 10 train too i've got my ticket and it is stamped um so a 10 apples it was a really good episode a very strong uh, mid-season opener and certainly hopefully a good preview of what's to come hopefully we have some really good uh uh, in-depth episodes that uh go into the characters and, and, uh, you know, what they want and what they need and, and, uh, you know, dabbles in with the overarching theme for this half of the season as well. I'm looking forward to, like, the small moments as well as, like, the bigger moments, which we kind of got in this episode. There were a lot of, like, smaller moments, but there were some really great uh, plot Uh, movement and momentum as well so i'm looking forward to seeing what's to come and speaking of what's to come katie i feel like you know a little something something i do and guess what it's time to get a little spoiler let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of once upon a time this is an official spoiler alert spoiler alert as always, check out our official Facebook like page by visiting at facebook.com forward slash Storybook Weekly Mirror. And you can visit my site at storybookmirror.tumblr.com to keep updated with all of the spoilers that come out during the week, which you'll definitely want to do. So one spoiler that I kind of talked about earlier in the episode regarding the Black Fairy. Um, the cast told um, Natalie Abrams was doing some reddit live thing and um, katie loves reddit oh my gosh i still cannot wrap my mind around Brittany, that. you need to chose reddit yeah Brittany, you need to explain reddit one day not today but one day you need to explain reddit to oh katie gosh. sure i just i just don't get it that's okay <laughs> i don't know why she chose reddit stay, yeah i know stay on tumblr don't worry about I, reddit. yep yep <laughs> 
But anyway, so it's a dangerous world that Reddit. <laughs> and some people asked her questions about Once Upon a Time, and so they asked her kind of, "Do you have any information about the Black Fairy?" And so she said that she talked to the cast, and the cast says that the Black Fairy is the biggest bad the show has had thus far. So we got some some stuff to look forward to there. Um, and then EW did another one of their hot seats, which is always fun to see. Of course, Adam and Eddie are only allowed to answer yes, no, or can't say, and sometimes we'll expound upon their answers. Um, as And as we always know, can't say usually means yes. Sometimes it means no, but uh, typically it means yes. So with that in mind, um, someone asked, will Henry's role as the author come into play this season? Adam said, yes, it will. Someone asked, will Emma and Hook have a duet together in the upcoming musical episode? Adam said, can't say. So I'm counting that as a yes, and I'm super mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone asked, will we learn anything about Hook's mother? Eddie and, well, Eddie said no, and then Adam said not this year. So, um, no, we're not going to learn anything about his mother. I'm just more than likely not. So... <laughs> For those out there that are nervous about another season, that sounds very yes. confident. Like, not this year, so that means next year. And mm-hmm. that also means that in their heart of hearts, they see Hook continuing on. Because if there exactly. are cast members that leave, they're at least not counting Hook as one of those that will leave. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so calm down, listeners, oncers, fandom. Mm-hmm. Brittany, calm down. <laughs> Will Brittany I, get pregnant by Captain Hook? Can't say. Can't say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yes. Okay, this was an interesting question. Someone asked, will we ever see Regina use the power of light magic again? And Eddie said, I would say Regina is such a reformed character that her magic is often a blend of both. Which is what we've seen. Like mm-hmm. Which is... When, yeah. which At is, least it wasn't, are we going to see Dracula? Exactly. Which, you know, that was the most random question ever. <laughs> <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Um, will this wish version of Robin meet the evil queen? Eddie said, can't say. Will we get any more snowing flashbacks? Adam said, yes. Will we see the Enchanted Forest in present day this season? Eddie said, can't say ooh I'm excited we'll see um will Rumple and Belle be singing in the musical episode Adam said can't say maybe one of them will be maybe the one of them won't I guess we'll see um kind of going along with the release of the Beauty and the Beast movie coming out in a few weeks someone said are you planning any tributes or nods to the live action Beauty and the Beast Eddie said they are not Unfortunately, but I mean, I guess it doesn't really fit in anyways. Um, someone asked, is there a possibility Gideon will be de-aged? Eddie said, can't say, so I'm counting on that meaning yes. Um, this is an interesting question. Should we be worried about the power the Black Fairy possesses more than Gideon? Eddie said, yes. I'm very curious about that. I'm very curious about the Blackberry. I want to see more of her, like, now. (laughs) 
Yeah. Someone, yeah. Someone asked, will there be a True Love's Kiss this season? Adam said, can't say. What will there the- be any curses this season? Adam said, can't say. And then, to go along with that, someone asked, are we going to know who created the Dark Curse? Adam said, can't say. Lots of can't says. Didn't we get that answer, I feel? Who created the Dark Curse? Did we not? Did it, I felt like Wait. we got some answers during the Merlin arc. Yeah, yeah, because... Or was that just how Rumpel got the Dark Curse? Maybe it was just... I can't I remember there. It, there. it was something about the Dark Curse. I remember that. Yeah, I know we got some more information, so maybe we didn't still didn't get the complete story. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. The Black Fairy um, created it. There you go. Probably, let's be honest. Not gonna lie. Last question. Someone asked, Will some dead or forgotten characters come back to have their happy ending at last? Eddie said, can't say to that. Yay. Mm-hmm. Which is we cool. get to see Catherine again. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Please, though. Merlin. I love her. <laughs> Please. He's great. <laughs> Corella. Um, I just, I just want them all to have happy endings. Come back and have happy endings. Except for the bad people. They can oh, okay. have happy endings. <laughs> okay. So, some post post-mortems came out um, after the episode aired and so a lot of them talked about Wish, Robin Hood and Regina. So kind of talking about Wish I can't speak tonight. Wish Robin. Yes, specifically about Wish Robin. Wish Robin. Um, No, I don't like the dark because that wasn't the dark realm. No, it was the Wish. The Black Fairies from the dark realm. I I Mm -hmm. sense he's dark but go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> they said that we will be seeing him struggle to acclimate to acclimate to modern day technology as we've seen a lot of the characters do when they came to this world which is kind of cool and he did come to this world looking for a fresh start and the interesting part is that he has to live up to the legacy of the previous Robin everyone is assuming that he is that Robin, the hero, the heroic Robin and he's just a common thief so he's got this legacy to kind of live up to or to prove that he's different from um so it'll be interesting to see him kind of battle between that oh Um, gosh you know what he needs he needs to like he needs redeem to like type up like a paragraph that whenever he walks into the room he like holds (laughs) it up for people to read because like everyone's gonna be like oh Robin, you're back. How are you back? And he has to do. Um, you just had a funeral. I I'm not Robin. I'm from the Wish Realm. A fake Robin. Yeah. Yes. And, and so he's gonna have to explain that like a billion times. He needs to like print out like a note card with what it's to say great. or what people can read. I love it. <laughs> uh, going along with that, we will also see Regina struggle with how far she should go with this Robin. Um, Because obviously she was so in love with the previous Robin and this guy's willing to give it a chance or whatever. So we're going to see Regina struggling a lot when it comes to Robin. Um, So that will be very interesting. Um, And then we got a little bit of info on what's to come for snowing. Um, And we have a couple of new snowing flashbacks to look forward to 
in the second half of the season. So snowing fans, get ready for that. I'm not sure what they'll revolve around, but it'll be interesting for sure. Um, as long as it's not the Medusa honeymoon thing. Yes, the one that I hate. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's it for the spoilers. We do have the press release. There's also promotional photos already for the 12th episode that's coming up this next Sunday, which is titled Murder Most Foul and was written by Jerome Schwartz and Jane Espenson. It's a Jane Espenson episode, which means it's going to be great. And my um, prediction comes true. I know, I'm sad. Uh, but here's what the press release reads. The press release reads, Before Hook takes the next step in his relationship with Emma, he wants to make sure David sees him as more than just a pirate. So when David asks Hook to help him uncover the truth about his father's death, Hook agrees. Meanwhile, Regina works to acclimate Robin to life in Storybrooke, but soon discovers he has a dark side that makes the task much more complicated than she anticipated. And then, just quickly to go over the guest stars in this episode, we have, of course, Sean McGuire's Robin of Loxley. We have Jimmy Cricket coming back, slash Archie Hopper. Uh, Pinocchio, or August, will be in this episode as well. Mm. King George will be yes. in this episode, which I like, I hate his character, but I'm excited to see him back. Finally. Yes. Um, Sheriff of Nottingham will be back as well. Mm. I think he might actually be back as his storybook counterpart too, if I remember correctly from filming. Um, David David Cubit or Cubit, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, is coming as Robert, who we know is Charming's father. Uh, a younger Ruth was cast. Tara Wilson will, will be playing a younger Ruth. No. I know. I'm sad. We like I old loved... Ruth. I know. Hope I'm she's sad. nice, just like regular I Ruth. know. She better be. She better live up to the legacy here. <laughs> Young Ruth, Katie will cut you. I will. Probably I will. not. She'll probably just give you like a cup of tea. Yeah. Bitter tea. Ooh. <laughs> Brittany. Uh, and then... <laughs> Who knew Katie had it in her? I know. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, we have Luke Rosler coming as young David and young James in this episode. So, lots of exciting stuff happening in this next episode. And you'll definitely want to check out promotional stills. There are photos of Regina and Robin. There's photos of Hook and Charming. Um, I think there's some photos of Rumpel and Belle as well, if I remember correctly. Looking real quick. Uh, there are not. I Wait, lied. is Snow still asleep? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. We got, we got Charming and Hook in the promotional photos and Regina and Robin in the promotional photos. So, if you want to see those, go to our sites to see those. Um, and then... As far as ratings go, I'm wincing. I really am. The uh, mm. mid-season spring premiere got an 0.9 in the demographics, which is steady with last year's winter hiatus. Um, so at least it's steady. 
Um, and they also went down slightly in the millions of viewers to 3.02 million viewers. It was ABC's highest rated drama on Sunday night, and it is still its highest rated drama besides for the think, TGIT shows. So, <sighs> not good. But it was but, like series low, right? Yeah, it's tied with series low. It got 0.9 a few times last season. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've got Easter coming up. We should oh be my scared. God, right? Oh, crap. Hey, Brittany, didn't it's your the newest fault. show on ABC get like an 0.7? Like it premiered and it only got an 0.7? Yeah. <laughs> well, the bright side for viewers is the fact that, and I've said this before on other shows, like the network cannot cancel everything. Like, they're not going to start exactly. off with a brand new clean slate. ABC has not had the best luck this season with its new shows. I think that the... And I could be wrong, so don't take this to the bank. But I feel like the only new show that ABC picked up for full season... No, I think there are two. I think it's the comedies. I think it picked up... Um, speechless for a full season and American Housewife. I don't think any of their dramas, they, uh, you know, usually they order 13 episodes and if it does well, they'll pick up the back nine. So it's like a 20 something episode season. I don't think for any of the dramas, they picked up the back nine. So, like, none of their dramas were renewed. Mm -hmm. So they've got to keep something going. Exactly. Because, like, this show and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, people are very nervous about this season. Mm -hmm. But if you compare yeah. that to, like, the other shows, like, the new shows, like, they're not going to cancel everything. No, exactly. So I'm crossing my fingers. Me too. Same. Well, on that somber note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-host, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, guys. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybook Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Good night.